You're listening to the Yoga Magic Podcast with host Ashley Sondergaard. Do you remember that first time you took a yoga class, lying in Shavasana thinking, what is this magic? For me, yoga opened the door to a life full of self-discovery and self-care. This show shines a light on what is possible when you invest in your well-being, and not only for you, but for everyone around you. I interview women in the space of healing, spirituality, beauty, wellness, and of course, yoga. This community of listeners is excited to expand their minds, open new doors, be honest, and sometimes take a big old handstand fall on the way. My hope is that this show gifts you a library of accessible new practices that fill up your soul and open your mind. Not all will be perfect for you, but that's the best part. Trying it on and finding your personal favorites. This is Yoga Magic. Thanks for listening. Hey, listeners. Welcome to Yoga Magic. So many new ears here. I am so grateful. I'm your host, Ashley, and I'm excited to dive in today. So this month, the month of November, we're talking all about fun, fun self-care practices you know, that really fill up our cups. Some examples include makeup tutorials, cooking, coloring, listening to a podcast or a book. There are just so many. Do I think self-care is always fun? No, not always, but in my opinion, it can be really joyful most of the time. So today we're talking with a brand founder that I've admired for some time, and I think she touches on a number of self-care approaches that are both joyful and accessible. Rachel Buddy is the founder of Fat in the Moon, a handcrafted herbal body care brand that's truly creating magic in each and every one of their products. These have been featured in Refinery29 and Vogue, and she has some very famous fans like Kristen Bell. You know, Rachel and her team of amazing herbalists, they formulate non-toxic ingredients, they use minimal and conscious packaging, and something that has really stuck with me since Rachel and my conversation is that there is life and energy transferred with each of these products. I talked a little bit about on the episode, but as we're preparing for the holidays, I'm trying to be more conscious than ever about the things that I purchase, you know, for myself, for my family, for my loved ones as gifts, and giving something that is not only beneficial, you know, to the recipient, but is beneficial to the larger world around us. It just, it feels that much more magical, feels that much better. So the very first Fat in the Moon product that I ever got was the Lavender Mist for Kids. I would just spray it around the house as Lily, my daughter, was getting ready for bed, I highly recommend it. I also use their deodorant. I gift it. I talk about that. It's like my favorite gift to give away. Deodorant. Maybe weird, but it's fine. (laughs) I also really like their all cream for just nourishing all parts of the body. So it really is a one-stop shop for so many products. What drew me to interview Rachel is her belief that self-care isn't about fixing. Yes, it can be a healing journey at times, But it's helpful to remember that there really isn't anything wrong with us because we need self-care, right? We need it regardless. Thanks to Rachel for that reminder. I appreciate it. On this episode, we talk herbal remedies. We talk about knowing just a few plants really well and how that can apply if you're a budding herbal remedy lover. We talk about kitchen witchery, (laughs) which I am all about. What does that mean? It's really just using the accessible yet magical ingredients you have in your home, in your kitchen, the hearth of the home to really keep your family well and vibrant. And then Rachel has some great IGTV videos to check out if you want to learn more about kitchen witchery. She does some online workshops as well. Highly recommend. And finally, we talk about the decision to speak out on politics and social justice 
on a small business platform. You know, when we recorded this episode, it was a day or two before the election results were out. I felt really uneasy not knowing the outcome, as I know many others did. Now we know the results, and I've been watching along as several influencers who have spoken out about their beliefs and the joy for who they voted for have lost a really big following. I just want to say that I admire their bravery. You know, it's blood, sweat, and tears to create something, a business brand, a following, but it's also real bravery to couple that against what you believe in is right. And today's guest, Rachel, she does such a great job of this. She's done it since the beginning, and she talks about that intentionality on the episode, how this is really healing. So before we get to our chat with Rachel, if you learned something new on this episode or you're planning to add some of these products to your holiday wish list, share this episode with a family or a friend. Maybe share it on Instagram stories, tag Yoga Magic Podcast. I would so appreciate it. Thanks for listening, everyone. Let's get to our episode with Rachel Buddy, the founder of Fat in the Moon. All right, Rachel, thank you so much for being on the Yoga Magic Podcast. I've been a super fan of your products for a long time. I love watching you on social media. I love learning from you. It's an honor to chat today. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I so appreciate it. Rachel, will you tell listeners a little about you, just who you are as an individual? You're a mama, you're an entrepreneur, you're so many things. I want to hear about it. Yeah. So these days, totally. I define myself, yes, as a sort of mama, both of kiddos and as a mama of businesses. I'm actually starting another business. But I think if you know, I really get into like my heart of hearts, I'm an artist. And that's what I've been identified as since I was a little kid. And really, I think about my practice as an herbalist, which is also very much part of my identity as a sort of extension of myself as an artist. And yes, I'm a Slovenian American. I live on Nisanon land in Nevada City, California. And my business, Fat in the Moon, is is here also. So yeah, that's just a little bit about me. Mm-hmm. I'm really curious. What's your astrological sun sign? I am a Libra sun. Okay. I'm a Cancer moon and a Pisces rising. Ooh, fun. So you're intuitive. You're a mama bear. You're all the things. I love that. But balanced at the same time. <laughs> It's nice to hear the sun and the moon and the rising. I think that feels like it's Agreed. a true uh, sense of person and all of their multidimensionality. Absolutely. The full picture. I love that. Well, can you tell listeners about Fat in the Moon, the evolution of this beautiful brand that you've built, You know where the idea came to you and what it is now today? I think Fat in the Moon is a sort of convergence of of course, an interest in herbal medicine, but also my life as an artist. When I started Fat in the Moon, it was really in 2011, um, but then really got going in 2012. I really didn't see products out there that I wanted to put on my body anymore. I kind of woke up to the mm. toxicity of many body care products, both in terms of the ingredients, but also the messages, right? And so as an artist, I really feel like if we don't see something in the world, we make it. And that's where Fat in the Moon came from. And also, like I mentioned before, the sort of toxicity of messages, I feel like it was also a convergence of my identification as a social activist and feminist to create something that was sort of a hybrid of what is part of my heritage, my ancestry, and actually everybody's heritage and ancestry, which mm-hmm. is medicine, with a sort of update of like, let's make sure these products are nourishing on all the levels. So Fat in the Moon really is that. And it's just grown 
with that ethos is the beating heart. Mm-hmm. What was the first product? I'm just curious. The first product, I think it was the deodorant and the dry shampoo. And then I think the all cream was like a close third mm. from there. Because really, I was like, you know, deodorant is one of those things that many of us wear and is highly toxic. Um, And same with the dry shampoos. Mm -hmm. Dry shampoos, which I loved. I was obsessed with dry shampoo. When I really took a look, uh, a lot of the ones that I was using, aluminum was one of the main ingredients, which is also in deodorants. And so, yeah, not a safe ingredient uh, to put, you know, definitely Mm -hmm. near your lymph, but also in your head next to your face and your brain and all that stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. The deodorant's my favorite gift to buy for people. I don't know if that's weird to do. My sister-in-law was like, I got you something for your birthday and it's deodorant. She's like, oh yeah. Like, because that same reason I don't, she's very in tune with that kind of stuff. But I don't think a lot of women especially realize like you're putting trash next to your breasts. Like this is really scary. Let's make sure you're- Actual poison. I mean, really, if we're Mm -hmm. thinking about also how many chemicals women put on their bodies, like even before they leave the house in the morning, it's actually kind of staggering. And then if you multiply that throughout one's life. Literally, we are inundating our bodies constantly with chemicals. And for what? And then meanwhile, we're kind of feeling like there's something wrong with us that we need to fix. It's just a toxic situation. And I love that. Like, I think one of the things that I I love about Fat in the Moon is that I get to be really intimate with people. Like, yeah, people come up to me and they're like, I'm wearing you in my armpits right now. I love that. feels like wow, what a gift, like what an amazing intimate sharing I get to have with this person I don't know, but it's like they've trusted me enough to put me in one of their most soft, vulnerable places. Yeah, that's beautiful. I love that. So now that it's grown, it's really, there's lots of different products that you have. Do you have any favorites or anything that's just launched that you're really excited about? Yeah, I have to slow my roll sometimes. We have over a hundred products, but I think it is just because like I said, if I see a need, then I make it because I'm not totally satisfied with what else is out there. So what I want for Fat in the Moon is to be sort of a one-stop shop. So, you know, recently we've just launched our shampoo powder. So it's literally a powdered shampoo. So it's everything you need except for the water and you get to add that yourself. And I am obsessed with the shampoo powders. I worked long and hard on them and I'm just thrilled. And then we've just come out with, this has been in the works for a little while because weeds were actually the way that I got my heritage of being an herbalist reawoken in me. So the trickster teachers are basically the spirit medicines or plant essences of the weeds. And we just launched those. So that feels more like, yeah, on the magical realm, Mm -hmm. something that feels like a really important offering right now, especially. And so, yeah, I think with Fat in the Moon, it's just having that kind of one-stop shop of the practical and the magical. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's cool. There's such a variety in there. And I like perusing your Instagram. I discovered your products actually at a local boutique and they carry a few things. But when I saw how much you have, I totally, it's a one-stop shop. You can fill your whole counter with this, which is amazing. So on your website, you talk about self-care and, and we talk about self-care a lot on the show and that it's not fixing. And that just stuck out to me so much because I think there's a lot of women who feel like they need to go to self-care because they're doing something wrong or they're not taking care of themselves enough. Can you talk a little about that idea that it's not fixing? Cause I agree. 
it's slippery, right? Because yeah, the language of self-care is getting a little bit generic or self-love is getting a little generic, but I love Sonia Renee Taylor and her concept of radical Mm self-love. And actually it is radical because it really stands in the face of the predominant message that something is inherently wrong with the female body or the brown body. And so taking each moment of caring for yourself, for your body, for your autonomy, for your dignity is a radical act that is standing in the face of, yeah, the pervasive message. If you just flip open a magazine, there's so many messages that there's something that either we're kind of all coming together to point out flaws in another person, celebrities or whatever it is, but the sort of underlying messages, the ways that especially women perpetuate these messages in, let's say, like underhanded compliments, you know? Um, Right. When you see your friend or you see, you know, your family member and the comment is like, oh, you've lost weight. And that's supposed to be a compliment, you know, like all of these ways that we perpetuate this toxic force that basically keeps us from really stepping into our power. And the Mm. thing is, we really, the world needs women to be, I'm speaking especially to women because I feel like a lot of these, especially in body care, I mean, in quotes care, are sort of targeted to women, especially teenage girls. So if you think about how distracted we all are on some level with being preoccupied about something being wrong with us, that's a lot of energy. That's a lot of energy. So I think when I think about self-care, it's really about reclaiming that space that is taken up by self-messages of not good enough. Mm, That's powerful. How do you see your products contributing to the self-care practices? I know that I know how I use them in our household, but you know, what was your vision for creating these and knowing that it's really to empower women to reclaim the rightful space that they have in this world? Yeah. I mean, if you really think about like slowing down, so like if everything you have in your life is intentional, if everything is intentionally made, you have a certain sort of quality So for instance, if your meal, if you sit down and eat a meal that you've created, there's a savoring to that, that really like if you're just ingesting something from like a fast food restaurant in the car, you know, that is the quality of the energy that you are going to have in your body. So I think on the moon, our products are really intentionally made by my lovely coven (laughs) of amazing (laughs) human beings. They're sort of reminders to slow down and to savor the experience of life and to savor the experience of taking care of oneself. And so we try to make the products as interesting as possible, just visually, but also as intentionally made and to some degree simple as possible. Mm-hmm. This has really transformed how I think about gift giving. I know I said like I like to give deodorant as a gift. And as we move into the holiday season, thinking about the energetics of the things that I'm giving away, the things that I'm receiving. Honestly, I'd never really thought about that before. And it's so easy to get things on Amazon. And I say things because that's what they are. They don't have a lot of vibration at all. And something like the products, the beautiful tools that you make that is a true transfer of energy. And so that's beautiful. Thanks for sharing that journey. And I love your coven. That's amazing that they're putting their time and energy into it too. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think that we send a lot of messages with the gift that we choose to give to someone. So yeah, what you're saying when you give deodorant is like, I care about you. (laughs) Right. Cool. But like, I care about you and that's powerful. Right. 
Our listeners are really interested in herbal medicine. We did an episode a couple of months ago with actually the founder of the boutique that carries your products. And she is also extremely talented and talks a lot about herbal medicine. And it was an area that I was like, gosh, I want to learn more. Our listeners wanted to learn more and you're an expert. So what is it? What is herbal medicine? What do people use herbal remedies for? Like I mentioned before, herbal medicine is part of all of our ancestry. It's part of all of our heritage. If our ancestors didn't use herbal medicine, we wouldn't be here right now. That was the predominant medicine. So plants, plants were our predominant medicine for millennia. And I think plants, they are reminders, their chemistry, their the way that they communicate with themselves and with each other and with the world around them is through chemistry. And their chemistry reminds us of our inherent ability and nature to heal. So that is really this beautiful sort of exchange of us evolving with the other non-human nature around us, the ecosystem that we are very much a part of. And if you go back probably even just a couple generations, maybe your grandparents or your great-grandparents, I'm sure that they were using herbal medicine in their day-to-day. Again, it's practical. There's a lot of magic in it, of course, but knowing five plants really well, you can do a lot with that. You can do a lot with helping yourself. You can do a lot with five plants to help your family, your friends. So that would be what I would encourage people, your listeners to do is get to know five plants really well. And those Mm. plants can be the plants that are already in your garden. Rosemary, parsley, chamomile, lavender, these plants that we take for granted are powerful healing plants. And that's why they have been part of our culinary traditions for also many, many years. So my family, my mom's side is from Slovenia and I grew up with my grandma and she gave us a lot of herbal remedies as kids. And when I would go to Slovenia, it's just ambient. Herbal medicine is an ambient part of the culture there. And now when I've gone back and I've been doing ethnobotanical research there for the last six years, I tell my cousins like, geez, you open a cabinet and there's tons of herbs there. And they use herbs for all kinds of things, for common colds and flus, you know, to UTIs. That is the home pharmacy. Mm. And my cousins are like, well, yeah, everyone does this. It just makes sense. I'm like, gosh, that is just so like, they take it for granted, you know? Mm -hmm. So I'm sure just in the spice drawer, I'm sure your listeners already have an arsenal of herbal medicine at their fingertips. So it's funny because I think that when people hear things like natural or herbal remedy or a flower essence, Mm -hmm. they think that that's not powerful as a medication or like some sort of Western pharmaceutical. It's like, it's almost the opposite. I think that that vibration, the energy transfer of like a living thing is that much more powerful. I was recently, my youngest, my two-year-old has night terrors, really bad. And I was seeking out an herbal remedy for her and found one. I think it was rock crows. I think that's what it was. It fixed it like this. And if I would have gone somewhere, I don't know, to her pediatrician and said, she's having night terrors. I don't know what she would have said. <laughs> And you used a homeopathic flower essence remedy of the rocks? I don't know if it was homeopathic. I should find out. Then a flower essence. Yes, it might have been. So a flower essence then is different than a normal herbal remedy? Yeah, so it's kind of a spectrum. So the way that I like to think about it is, so there is the sort of like, as if you would fill out like a dating profile or a resume of all the things that you know how to do, you know, where you went to school, all the deets of your life. That's like the properties of the plant. That's like Mm -hmm. brass tacks and the chemistry of the plant. But then the difference between that and actually sitting down to meet someone 
and their personality, the way that their personality comes through definitely has some overlap, but they're kind of separate. So a flower essence or a spirit medicine, or even in homeopathy, this sort of homeopathic dose is more on the side of the personality of the energy of the plant. And of course, you know, the chemistry also does have that, but because of the way that spirit medicines and flower essences and homeopathics work with dose, there's actually, I think about it like there's less of the actual chemistry of that particular plant. So it gives more room for the personality. So the more chemistry, in some ways, the personality is there, but it's more the chemical and dynamic between the plant and the human physiology. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. I think homeopathy is such a big idea for people to wrap their brains around, but I love that idea that that's the personality. That's amazing. Well, it helped. So (laughs) I'm grateful. (laughs) Well, because there's also this, we are part of a larger ecosystem. We're part of a whole vast array of species interactions and rocks and the way that, for instance, like colors of the fall leaves change, you know, there's all of these systems and functions in nature. So the idea within homeopathy is that there might be like a chemical reaction of certain salts coming together that have a resonance with a pathology or dysfunction in the body. And it's sort of like matching up these mm-hmm. resonances of something that's happening in nature, in a plant or in a rock or in some other kind of mineral and what's happening internally. I hope that's not too out there, but it's just so beautiful because that to me is just like we live in this crystalline world of resonance and sometimes just reaching outside of the human sphere is what we need for healing. It's hard to know where to look sometimes, right? Mm -hmm. There's so many options of ways to remedy Mm -hmm. yourself or your children or whatever, and looking to the earth, to that Mm -hmm. ecosystem. That's really inspiring. So I watched your kitchen, I think you called them the kitchen witch facials, the videos that you did right when quarantine hit. And it was a bright light in kind of a bleak time for many of us. So thanks for doing that. You're in California. Mm -hmm. I'm in Minnesota and it's going to get pretty ridiculously cold here in not much time. And so I'm just like, all right, let's buckle up. Do you have any tips or any products or any at-home remedies that you can offer up to listeners for the winter, which could be potentially kind of bleak ahead? Yeah. Oh my gosh. There's so many things. I think the subject of like kitchen witchery is one of my favorites (laughs) actually that's the hearth, you know, the hearth in the home. And there's so much. So the thing too about incorporating herbal medicine into your day-to-day is it also just makes your life more interesting. It makes your food more flavorful. It makes your syrups or your vinegars or your pestos that much more dynamic. So it's fun. Mm -hmm. In terms of the winter months, you know, like a good herbal miso soup is so what's up and you can Mm -hmm. make it ahead of time. So you just basically take miso And in the blender, you put some ginger, you put some garlic, you put some horseradish, you can put some jalapeno if you're into that. You can even put a little bit of astragalus powder and just mix it all up, like make it into a paste. And then when you're feeling like you need a cup of that, you just drop a little bit in your favorite teacup and you drink it. And that can be a base for a noodle soup or something else, or you could put it into other kinds of soups. And so it's just that way, again, like where you're adding more flavor dimension to your life, which I'm a hundred percent about, but then also giving your immune system a little bit of love and a little bit of a boost. So there's a million things like that. And actually through Fat in the Moon, when COVID kind of started 
we published an herbal resistance zine. So there's a bunch of recipes. And if your listeners want to reach out to us, we can definitely send them a free copy. So there's all kinds of recipes for sort of at home kitchen witch in that are with accessible ingredients. Thank you for putting that together. I will be asking for one. <laughs> to Absolutely. I will send you one ASAP. <laughs> Flavor profile too. It's so much easier just to grab can of soup right now. But again, like this idea of the beauty products that we put onto our skin, like there's something to be said about making your own soup, your own remedy that like fills up your soul in addition to warming your body and adding that immunity boost. It's a moment. Yeah. I think that it's all about that layer of satisfaction, right? That we love to feel that sense of creation and completion. And what's fun too, is if you were to do, let's say something like a miso or an herbal pesto, do it with friends, you know, do it with your family Mm -hmm. or do it with your kids. And it's that experience where you're not, you know, I mean, going to school and learning things and all that stuff from like the top down approach is wonderful, but there's also a lot to be said about that kind of co-learning and co-arising and co-creating. Because if you make your miso, you like ginger more than your friend does. Maybe your friend likes horseradish way more. And so there's all these technologies, these kind of like folk technologies, these family technologies that that miso recipe might be then like the family thing that gets passed down from generation to generation. So I think that there's so much in creating these kinds of potions of kitchen witching potions. Kitchen witching. I love it. (laughs) I'm going to go get some horseradish after this. I don't know why I haven't thought about that, but like yummy. It's so good. Yeah. It's one of my favorites. Yeah. It's a big one in Slovene cuisine. Yes. Well, for context for listeners, we're recording this on what is November 6th? Is it the 6th today? It's the 5th. 5th. Thank you. (laughs) Obviously time feels like it stopped because we don't know what the outcome of the election is. I don't know. I feel a lot of weight of the world as I'm sure you do as well. And something that I've noticed over the last several months are the brands that I admire and what direction they're moving as it relates to the world around us. Some of them were very active talking about their beliefs from day one and not afraid to share. And I think it's, you know, when you're building a business, it can feel really scary to talk about what your political beliefs are, like just your morals at the same time. And I feel like you've done such a good job of Mm -hmm. staying true to what you believe and advocating for others and, you know, talking about social justice and all that you do. Was that a conscious decision when you started this business? Has it shaped a little bit more as we've gotten further into this year of 2020? That's a really good question. You know, I think healing, healing has always been primary in my Mm -hmm. focus as an herbalist. And as the mama of fat in the moon, I mean, that is why I'm doing this. And that's why I'm doing my life in a particular way. So I think social justice and advocating for when I feel like I'm seeing things that are making other people actually bodily unsafe is part of what it means to be an herbalist today Mm -hmm. for me. There's definitely been some pushback and that's fine. I'm not trying to convince everyone to believe exactly what I believe. But I do hope that the people who are Fat in the Moon customers and fans really see this business as an expression of a worldview, uh, Mm -hmm. of a life way, of a culture where we want best for everyone around us. We want the best for the humans around us, for the plants, for the animals, uh, for the landscapes around us. So to me, that just activism and social justice is just a huge part of that. If we really want to see the world be recognized actually for the 
tremendously gorgeous place that it is, if that makes sense. I think this is a really, really profound time for paradigm shifts for us to wake up to the way that things have been and how they are death affirming. So I really want to be on the side of life and of joy and of diversity. Eloquently put, yes, do the most good, right? With what you're working with. Yeah. And, you know, I think this is a big wake up call for all of us. And, you know, one of the really important ethics in medicine is first do no harm. And I think, you know, we've all kind of tried to figure out what that means for us, especially me as a white woman, privileged white woman, you know, what does it mean for me to do no harm first? But I think these are really important things to be chewing on maybe for generations. And what I really love about herbal medicine too, is there's a lot of really beautiful metaphors. So for instance, I just taught a class on bitters, both on the flavor of bitter and being embittered and this sort of emotion um, because there's many, many bitter plants in herbal medicine. And so if you just take bitter, if you just take a very bitter plant, it's very stimulating to your digestion initially. So sometimes when shit gets rough, yeah, it's pretty intense. It gets you really stimulated, like you're having to show up. But over time, if you just take bitter, if you just take the flavor bitter, it's very cooling ultimately to your digestive system. So it's not sustainable. It's not going to help your body over a period of time to just have bitter. The sweet spot is actually bringing sweet into the equation. So for a tonic bitter, it's really good to have a bitter plant and then also an aromatic plant like fennel or anise or something that is sweet and nourishing. And those two combinations together are the best tonic. So I think about that during this time, there's a lot of bitterness, right? There's a lot of bitter pills that are pretty hard to swallow right now. But if we can find the thing that adds a little bit of sweetness, that adds a little bit of nourishment to the equation, then we can really stick with it. We can stick with the bitter and let it help us digest all we have to chew on. You do workshops and things as well. And you teach, do you have any coming up that listeners may partake in? Well, as part of our holiday gift card, because we're just trying to figure out ways that people can get creative and not um, have to order tons of stuff through USPS, we're actually doing a class that is going to be a companion to buying a gift card over a certain amount. So I will have a class that's actually basic kitchen witchin that will accompany a gift card and that will be available starting in just a couple of weeks. And then I'm going to be teaching more classes in 2021 on culinary herbs, on bitters. I might teach a class in the next few weeks on making herbal prezies. Ooh. <laughs> Yeah, I think that would be really fun. Just what you said before, bringing that intentionality to gift giving again in this new reality we're living in. Yes. And I mean, I think a lot of us have this newfound time to do at-home workshops and dive into the pleasures that we never knew we even were interested in, you know? Totally. And it's so fun for me to think about that because like, I've taught some workshops where like, it's almost like I can see, and this is in-person workshops from before, (laughs) where like, somebody just gets into a groove and I swear it's almost like I see one of their like granny ancestors all of a sudden come through them where it's like whoa this person knows how to do this in a way that they're like awakening something that's already in us like it's literally in our biology so yeah it's a beautiful in that way that's a beautiful opportunity to have a little bit more time to get into this stuff they're channeling their ancestors and I could use a little more channeling I'm the world's worst cook and I have Italian heritage so please help everybody <laughs> <laughs> oh I'm sure they will <laughs> I'm sure they will I just have to ask I think that door <laughs> yeah 
Before you go, Rachel, what do you do to take care of yourself? Like, what are your practices, your rituals? Oh, well, I am very, very dedicated to my morning walk, especially since becoming a mama. I wake up pretty early in the morning. I wake up at four and start my day and walk before the sun comes out. So I'm usually walking while the sun rises. And that is just really everything to me. So that's a big one. I also, when I can, I dance. I am lucky we have some Mali West African guest teachers that come from time to time in Nevada City right now and dance outside. But yeah, that's a big one. And then, you know, I feel so nourished by my coven. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, this isn't necessarily a practice per se, but I think probably all of us to some degree, you know, this last year have really seen the importance of our relationships or we've seen them in a really different light. And this is a time of just like, I'm really, really appreciative of the people in my life Mm -hmm. and my employees, my coven to just be so nimble in this challenging year. So yeah, I would say that right now. I think I'm going to start calling my crew my coven because that's exactly what they are, right? It's amazing. together, right? We do. I started a practice with just some girlfriends a couple of years ago that we get together around the new moon and it's been so transformational. And now my husband is like, I kind of want to do something like that. I'm like, yes. Yeah, that's rad. Yeah, we all need to do that. Yeah, that's so important. Well, Rachel, you are so fun to chat with, to learn from. I love your products. I love all that you're putting out into the world. So thanks for doing that good work. And where can listeners find your products? Where can they learn more about you and and Fat in the Moon? Yeah, so you can go on our website. It's just fatinthemoon.com. And you can follow us on Instagram at moonfat. And then I also have an Instagram that I kind of more go off on ethnobotany and Slovenian heritage and nerd out about herbal medicine. And that says Lata Baba Baba. <laughs> and yeah, you can also go to my website. It's just rachelbuddy.com. Okay. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. It's been lovely to chat with you. Thank you. Thanks to Rachel for being on the show today. Thanks listeners for tuning in each week. Again, if you learned something new today, a new product, a new idea, share this episode with a friend or on social media. And don't forget to tag Yoga Magic Podcast. See you next week for more fun self-care practices, everyone. Thank you.